0: I don't know. We'll see how this works. Uh, sweet peas up, joined joined the the fun. Yes, yes. You can be our legendary today. I know. I'm actually. I'm gonna take off her collar so she doesn't jingle as much.
1: I was just saying, our neighbor has some bush babies in the in their roof, and they feed them every evening wait, when they come out.
0: Wait, say what a bush baby is.
1: It's like it looks like a little tossier. Do you know what a tossier is?
0: No. Okay,
1: it looks like a little monkey. It's not a monkey, oh, but it looks like okay. a monkey. Oh, okay. a bush send baby. You a picture of a bush baby. They're so cute. They have these big eyes, and they're tiny, and they're, they're adorable. Aww. Bush babies. We're gonna go have a look at some bush babies. I saw a couple of chameleons yesterday having a fight over territory. Um, and a monkey who was kind of shy. Mm. Yeah. It's been a couple of days in and the wildlife has emerged, which is nice. Except for the spiders. I, I'm not enjoying the spiders. There
0: are a lot of those. I think that's fair. Um, I think today we wanted to talk about inspiration. And so this <laughs> feels like a very nice segue into that because. What has it been like then kind of, I mean, I know you've been before, but just going back and being in a new environment, what has that been like for you? Right now,
1: I mean, I've only been here a couple of days, so it's kind of just been a lot of me being quite tired, <laughs> but yeah, um, I have been, the one good thing about jet lag is that I've been able to get up really early. So I just get up at four, go outside, watch the sunrise. rise mm. Everyone's still asleep. I can just hang out by myself and it's quiet. Well, it's not exactly quiet because you can hear the birds and the frogs and the monkeys and Mm. everything else just out having a good time. And that's been amazing. Yesterday, I went to this place where it was just in somebody's home and she has the most beautiful house. It was so inspiring. All of these stories were just pouring into my brain as I was walking around inside. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. I wish you could have seen it. I'll take some pictures next time. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I'll go to a game park tomorrow, I think, or maybe the day after. It's just been a long time since I've been back. And yeah, it's uh there's a lot of stuff sort of coming to the surface for me in terms of story that it takes me a long time to draw on specific things to decide how why I want to weave them into a story. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a lot of inspiration without it almost feels like so much that I have to I have to really stop myself and pause and allow myself to take it in I think one of the writers who I admire very much for that is Mary Oliver Mm. she just has this incredible way of looking at the ordinary and observing it with you know just completely at ease with the world around her and taking in the very simple things that we take for granted and so when I think about the way that she does things, I admire a lot because I do feel like I move through life sometimes skipping over the the routine or the mundane things and forget how those things are actually quite important for making the world real. Mm-hmm. So the feel of a cup of coffee in your hand, for instance, just to put on something simple, um, something that you do every day that you don't think about anymore. Mm Or that you pass every day and you don't think about it. And then coming into a different environment and seeing how people do things differently has also been really interesting because it's taken me out of my routine and actually made me think a little bit more about the things that I generally don't pay attention to or observe. Mm -hmm. What do you generally join? That's the biggest question that people ask me when they find out that I'm a writer um, what, where do you find your inspiration? <laughs>
0: I'm yeah. like everywhere. It's all around me. Yeah. I can't
1: stop being inspired. It's, it's really difficult.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, that's my, uh, my answer too, is everything is inspiring. And with the uh, Mary Oliver in particular, one thing I really love about her just as a, a fun little aside is, um, she definitely loved dogs. <laughs> so. so Mary Oliver loves dogs. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, that actually, talking about Mary Oliver, that's another place where I find inspiration. Not particularly only from her, but poetry, oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're reading other books. And usually it's not so much you know, the whole book that will inspire me, but usually just a sentence that I'll read or a word in an mm-hmm. unexpected place. A description that makes me feel like I'm really in a space where I otherwise would, wouldn't would have pictured it that way, wouldn't have described it in that way. and where I've never been so that I can feel so immersed in my good world is real. Mm -hmm. Those usually inspire me to think outside of the way that I normally do things. And then a lot of conversations that I have with other people, where they start asking questions about, even if it's not about my story, but now thinking about how, when we have conversations about story and probing questions, uh, why do you do it that way? Why did you pick this? What, you know, what does this answer? What does this Mm -hmm. say about the character? What part of the world are you addressing when you mm-hmm. do this? All of those things spark a sequence of thoughts that help me to that all that inspire me to actually deepen the world. And that can sometimes be a slippery slope because mm-hmm. things can go too deep sometimes,
0: um, and not world builders disease. Right.
1: Well, I think <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's you know how much do I what what I think what always strikes me is how much do I know and how much does the reader know and am I telling them enough to get a sense of what the world is what have I assumed that they can that they can assume and what do I need to explicitly tell them so that they can put these pieces together Mm -hmm. because sometimes I think I've told people enough to piece together what I, the type of picture that I intend and that they'll fill in the gaps. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's the case. And other times I just create problems for myself where I think that I've said enough, but I've ended up confusing people and then it's not all people. So it's also the the issue of when you find inspiration and you really want to put something across on the page in a way that you see it in your mind's eye, not everybody's going to see it that way firstly. And also. Not everybody's going to get it. And that's one of the things as storytellers that we always have to accept, even if Mm. we don't always want to, that people are not always going to see what we intend with whatever we describe or the type of stories that we tell. Mm.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and that's also just something that's so beautiful about the imagination is everyone has their own wonderful brain. So we can describe something and it is going to look different to everyone else. Right. And that is what is so cool on some level as well yeah i also um i want to bring up music oh yes like music is so inspiring i actually um i wanted to um, talk about my friend's song who does our little intro here um mm-hmm. she has a wonderful song that's out i'm actually like while we're recording we're recording today <laughs> <laughs> it's it's 5 a.m. for me and or a little over a little after 5 a.m. and then it's what time is it where I am yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're working with it but I actually like being up in the hush of morning it's nice let me find this and send it to you you can listen to it
1: people love to say you're in a bad place well tell me where am I If life is but a race You finished it with grace
0: Well that don't mean we're done Our ties are tethered We run together We run together
1: my soul sorry i did not understand where it was playing from <laughs> and i thought you were playing it and then i was like i oh, know it's coming from my laptop and then it was coming from my phone but my phone wasn't showing that it was coming from there and i was like i have no idea oh my it's like gosh the thing where you know where um there's a meme somewhere about how there's like multiple tabs open and you don't know where the music is coming from and that's what my brain is like that really is what my brain is like and i actually was like
0: <laughs> i don't know where it came from I was like, oh, where is this
1: um it's beautiful I, I, I wish know. i could watch the, the video now but I'll, I'll watch it again later it's got mm-hmm. such a kind of spiritual quality to it mm-hmm. she's so magical with her music she's incredible
0: gosh I know I just um you know I think it's funny because I think people say this about I think so many different kinds of art but if you don't mm-hmm. necessarily do that type of art it's always such a mystery to me and mm-hmm. um so with music it's like I don't feel like I am anyway musically anything (laughs) so um so anyway inclined yes um and so anyway i just so much admire and love her stuff it's just um it's just amazing so uh, to anyone listening i will put the link in our show notes take a listen it's called soul tie and it's just we can all have like the same we'll say input but what Mm -hmm. we think about it will be totally different and, um, I think with
1: music as well, mm-hmm. there's such a an emotional aspect to the melody to of a song that mm-hmm. evokes different memories for different people, and so we all connect with it in in so many different ways without mm-hmm. even listening to the lyrics. I know my partner, for instance, can listen to the same song on a loop and never actually know what the lyrics are, which drives me crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's the it's the rhythm for him that really kind of Mm. that he connects with right Mm, mm -hmm. and so yeah we just kind of connect with with music in so many different ways and find inspiration from it Mm
0: -hmm. in different ways yeah 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 and i mean for me it's usually like the lyrics right and i i feel like that potentially makes sense you know it's words i guess but you know sometimes you know and it's like what you were saying earlier it's like my brain will hook on to like a piece of it right and then that's when I want to look up the rest of the lyrics and see what what the whole thing is like and so um Mm. you know and I don't know what you were thinking about the song but for me I just you know my brain is like oh like people in my book like (laughs) you know and um and, and I think that that's what's so so interesting and cool about music or you know people in your life you know, and. And I love songs that are about love in that way. You know, I mean, and that one to me feels like it's about love. Maybe it's different for everybody.
1: Yeah. So I love when people can write to music. I'm one of those people who unfortunately can't. I I can write to music without lyrics. And if I'm inspired by a song, usually it's either a combination of the feeling that that song evokes for me based on the way that the music comes together. Usually it's a lot of what the lyrics are saying that draws me in. So I'll go and look up a song. I'll look up the lyrics if one line catches me and think about what type of story that song is telling and then get a really good feeling for the rhythm of that song. And sometimes what I'll find is... I'll listen to a song, really like it, and I'll be able to write a poem or something in shorter form that somehow manages to follow the rhythm, even if I didn't intend for it to happen, because my brain starts kind of thinking in those beats, Mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. So, I know when people write fight scenes and they listen to sort of fast paced music or music that builds up the tension, that actually frames your brain into formulating sentences in that same rhythm, Mm. which is really cool for the way that, you know, depending on the type of pacing that you want to achieve within that scene or the type of tension or the type of drama or whatever it is that you are um, aiming for, you can use music as a way to frame your brain into thinking and um, choosing the right structure and words without you having to put too much conscious effort into that. It becomes mm. a more kind of natural segue into translating that onto the page. Naturally,
0: your brain just does that for you. So that's fine. Brains are cool. Brains are super cool. I think they're pretty amazing to be honest. Mm-hmm. We don't even use all of them. How much do we use? Uh, this is an ongoing debate. There used to be a
1: very old study where that said something like people only use 10% of their brain, which is a nonsense. You don't only use 10% of your brain, but I think some it was people uh, only use 10% of their brain. <laughs> <laughs> up for debate. We've been studying the brain for a very long time and people know so little about, about it. And for a long time, people actually believe that your brain development only happened for a certain part of your life and then after that well tough that's it that's all you got which again is not true but it's funny how because we have limitations to the way that we research that comes through in whatever we report right so obviously it can change it's it's always within the, the limits of what we have available to us in terms of tools, which is the same when we write and the same when we, when we view the world. So if you were to be where I am now, you'd see everything differently to the way I see it, that we're looking at the same thing and be inspired in a different way. And we would both have different limitations for how we approach story, even based on the same inputs. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that I love about storytelling, that we could try to tell the same story and it would come out so differently because Mm -hmm. we'd be inspired by the same things, but in different ways and have, we, we have, We have access to the same dictionaries, we speak the same language, but putting the words together in a way that creates a different narrative is, it's going to be different for every single person. So that's one thing that I really love about story. You can just, you can talk about your story a thousand times to somebody who knows it inside out and they'll still tell it differently to the way Mm -hmm. you tell it. And people will also pick up and remember different aspects of what you say, right? So, you know, when you have a conversation and we walk away from this, we'll remember different parts of this conversation later on, which is again... The way that we draw inspiration and piece things together is Mm. so interesting to me, how it fits into our own um, backgrounds and how we've kind of grown to see the world and how everything that we take on fits into what we already know. Mm. Yeah. I'm thinking about music videos as well and how, and this ties back into every aspect of storytelling. I think when I listen to a song, I might hear it, I don't know, driving and then imagine something that doesn't necessarily match what I then later on will see in the music video. Mm -hmm. I find that really interesting because it makes me think about how when I read a book and then I get really interested in who wrote this and I'll go and look it up. And then sometimes I'll see, Authors have Pinterest boards or, you know, some kind of mood board or, or inspiration. And it'll be so funny to me how I imagined it in some completely different way. Mm-hmm. And if I had seen that first, would I have been influenced by what I'd then seen rather than what I'd created in my mind? Ooh, and interesting. This is such interesting. Yeah. This I, I know Nadine, um, when we chat sometimes, she's told me she doesn't share um kind of vision balls or anything like that because she doesn't want to 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 influence people into creating images that she sees them as you know just let people be free to create their own and i think that's such an interesting take Mm -hmm. on uh, on imagination and how we put story out into the world because we talk so often about how once it's out it's not ours but also we're such visual creatures Mm-hmm. And when I sometimes I'll go on YouTube and I'll go and find a specific song and I'll there'll be multiple versions of how people have uploaded it. And then there'll be the official like music video version. And sometimes I won't pick the official one just because it doesn't match in my mind. And I'm not yeah. even watching it, right? I'm playing it in the background. and I'm like, no, I'm picking this one <laughs> because listen, it match. just fits better with. it's I was actually, they were teasing me earlier because I got here and I was going to the cupboards and I was looking for a mug that would match my like I have to have a <laughs> actually saying it out loud, I feel silly. Um, no. It's like a it feels like a mood thing. Like I have yeah. to, I have to I have to match my mug with my mood. And so I have my mug that I chose and
0: I just go around like that's the mug that I drink out mm-hmm. um, of it was funny. You know, I actually don't think that that's weird because I do like the same thing. I mean, part of it too is based on um the amount of coffee I will need. So, there's a <laughs> level of is this big? <laughs>
1: So you have a level of practicality. You yeah. see, I didn't even, I didn't have mm. that logic, surprisingly. I just was like, does it look like the thing I needed to look like? Like, am I drawn to no, it? No, that, that's it, very it important. It was totally huge. And I kept on having to fill it up because um, it wasn't, it wasn't quite the right size that I needed, but I just, that was the one I needed. So there we go. For once, logic bypassed my decision and I went
0: very strongly with emotion. I love your blood of my enemy, month. I know. I think we talked about this last time with Lou, but yeah, we um, did. I well, actually it holding it up everybody yes my me. blood of my enemies mug maybe i should just post a picture of it this week but um but anyway it <laughs> feels like it I'm, in and draw inspiration as you go well it makes me feel like a badass like you know i mean and i'll fill mm. it up it's pretty big so it can really it can handle a lot you know which is mm. good i guess it's a level that i think is um important you know and i think mm. if um whenever i'm you know i've got big doings you know this is the mug i pull out usually um, Uh, And then I actually, I have like a couple mugs that you know, I guess if we're going in terms of practicality, got my Batman mug, which is like my mid-sized mug. And then I've got this Christmas mug, which is a little smaller. And it's not just like any kind of Christmas mug. We used to do this card like it was this whole family tradition and stuff. And I was doing it my entire life. And my sister had actually um, gotten um, a mug made for me that had this iconic drawing, you know, that kind of became the emblem of the card. And and the card was called the card, as in capital T, the capital C card, as if it was the only card in the world that mattered. So, uh, so anyway, the card, the card. I think I pick that sometimes, you know, it's seasonal, but I'll use it year round. I think if I'm feeling kind of nostalgic, I end up picking that one. The Batman mug is like my mid, you know, maybe it's also has to do with the time of day too. Yeah. Yeah. Pre seven o'clock, I feel like I'm going to be doing Blood of My Enemies. (laughs) Well, I, I find it great,
1: actually, that you're talking about timing, because what I was just thinking about now and what I'd love to talk about in terms of inspiration is firstly, how when you're inspired to do something, making allowance for that to not necessarily mean that you have to get up and do it right away, that Mm. there are, you know, you could have seasons within your own body where you need time for things to settle a little bit. You can be aware of the fact that something inspired you, but that doesn't mean that you have to rush to do it. You can let it grow, you can let it seed, you can let it grow, you can give it time to plant and not kind of push it too much. So kind of be aware that it's there. It will usually, and this is different of course for different people, um, take root and develop into something that you, you don't have to force from it. Right. Um, So I wanted to talk about how, even within our bodies, we have different rhythms and, Mm. you know, whether or not you leave something to sit for a while, if we're talking about seasons within ourselves, um, or even just if you see something in the morning and it inspires you to know yourself and when you are most productive or, Feel happier actually sitting down and being able to to pull out all of those things in your mind. I don't know if this is just me who thinks this way, but um, I find that if I'm inspired by something, sometimes I really have to wait for the time where I know that my body is good to sit down and focus fully. And that for me is like a time of day. So whether it's early in the morning or whether it's a time where I know everything's going to be quiet and nobody's going to be around to um, need my attention, it's it's usually I started allowing myself to follow that rhythm because then I'm a lot more productive instead of pushing myself to go, oh, I'm inspired by the thing. I better do it right now. And I'm always, I've always been a very right now person. Like let me just go and, and do the thing. And that's not necessarily always the way that's going to get you the best result because again, knowing yourself and understanding how to put everything that you take into yourself and how you put that out into your story, how that's going to work sometimes takes a little bit of Mm -hmm. stepping back and reflecting upon how you fit into the story. Because I just feel like as storytellers, we're conduits for something greater, something Mm -hmm. that's going to go out into the world and be its own living, be its own story Mm -hmm. beast. Yeah, I just wanted to mention how that can be such a different process for everybody. And if you are the type of person who draws inspiration and carries a notebook around with you and immediately writes down absolutely um, everything that you've been inspired by and you suddenly know exactly how a scene is going to pan out, you have to write it right that second, then that's amazing and definitely do it. You know, th- there's um, also that kind of spot that comes with now I feel all of this energy and I I have to put it out onto the page now. Mm-hmm. I definitely have had moments when I feel like that. Eureka! But also, yeah, <laughs> but I've also realized, like you know, to give myself that kind of grace, where I go, okay, I don't have to jump in with both feet right this very second. It's okay to give it, to give myself and the story just a little bit of space. Not, that I don't have to wait a year or whatever, but just you know, if it's if it's a few hours, if it's a few days, weeks, whatever it is, for different aspects of how you're inspired.
0: Mm. Yeah, and. You know, I feel like I just pull up, I mean, I pull up my notes app all the time, but it's just to jot down little things that so I won't forget it, you know. And I have just, you know, just kind of this um mixtures of lists, right? So it's like I've got my grocery list and then, you know, <laughs> underneath of it I had, you know, like this history of this sword. <laughs> you know, it's just I'm such a mess. But, you know, I write down enough to remember just enough and then I let it go usually. And then you know, I, I rarely am I in a place where I'm like, I have to write all this down right now. I did actually have that recently. But um, and I think it's just interesting. It reminds me a bit of tea, like, you know, certain things just need to steep for long enough for me before before I touch them. I'm still and I you know, like I'm working on my story right now. And then I have some others that are steeping in the background and figuring themselves mm-hmm. out a bit and I'm done with this part then I think you know the more I turn my attention to that like the the deeper that story will get but in the meantime I feel like I've I've just have little flashes of things and then I just write it down and we'll see what happens okay I'm so interested in this now because you just spoke two things for me and... <laughs> did I inspire you <laughs> Always. Uh, oh wait, so. wait, 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 wait. Before you go to your thing, I want to say my thing and then you go can ahead. say your thing. Um, and my thing is also friendship inspires me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really important piece of inspiration is just surrounding yourself in whatever capacity that looks like with the things that are that generate that inspiration. And so maybe sometimes mm-hmm. it's things, but talking to you and Nadine, you know, and and Lou and Laura and all of our other friends and all these wonderful people we get to have on. That's something that's very inspiring to me. And so many times after Mm. these conversations, I leave and I'm, you know, I'm in a eureka tunnel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I need to write. I need to do it. So yeah, yeah, nice I mean, absolutely. Thing.
1: Well, no, because I want to spin off on what you just said. I'll come back to my thing in a minute. Uh, <laughs>
0: yes. I mean,
1: thinking about how we have these conversations with so many incredible people, so many wonderful storytellers who bring their own perspectives to the table. And there are many times where, you know, we edit the, the episodes afterwards and we come back and we have to listen to them multiple times over again. And there's so many wonderful things that stick with me in a way where I just go back sometimes and listen to the raw recordings and just think about how in that moment I had this thought or this feeling by just a passing comment that somebody else said that sits with me and I don't necessarily always know right in the moment what to do with it. But then I know that I feel like I want to dive into story in different ways and experiment Mm -hmm. in different ways because of that, which I think is really interesting because if if we weren't in that space, I wonder how just an ordinary conversation might play out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we're kind of in the story frame. I I, I feel like my brain maybe is always in this, in this frame of mind. Oh, but absolutely. Also, um, you know, when we're, we're trying to structure our conversations in a specific way, then that's also an interesting way that then every thought that spurns from that leads down a very specific path that branches out and just an, an enriching kind of tapestry of what Mm. the story is in a way that maybe we knew some of the information, but it's just put across in a different way. Mm -hmm. So definitely, yeah, those conversations, those friendships, those connections. And another thing that you mentioned was, you know, the, the friendship aspect. I think something that I've grown to value so deeply and that really pushes me to to finish drafts and work on them until they're polished is feedback from people mm-hmm. who. I know, and we have talked about this in, in the revision um, episode as well. But just you know, having somebody read as you write and say, Oh, what about this? As you you go along, even if you're not going and editing that specific part right away, it does inspire me to think along those lines. And so I can even note, and maybe as I continue writing the story, it weaves its way in. And so Mm -hmm. all of those kind of probing questions from people who really connect with how this, of how you're trying to tell story can be inspiring for deepening worlds. And also for just getting your butt into the chair and Mm -hmm. now someone's waiting for for your words which is a different kind of inspiration I guess
0: so I know um so many so many times I've definitely written to um impress you
1: oh yeah (laughs) all your alliteration always impresses me I know so Um, I actually
0: and your cool blood descriptions There's so many things that when I'm writing, I'll be like, Gabby is going to like this. I'll definitely write this for her. So
1: (laughs) thank you. So, okay, what I was going to say earlier, two things. One was, wouldn't it be really fun to... Have people like randomly, anonymously send in grocery lists and build characters from that? Like, we could build if we were like writing and thinking about characters. Because how uh-huh. much can you tell about a person from a grocery list? Have you ever thought about that? That is incredible. Okay, like I go into the grocery store sometimes. I hate going to the grocery store, but anyway, and I just look at like people's <laughs> baskets. And I'm like, wow, like we're in the same shop, but we're just shopping for completely different things. And I'm very particular. I'll just like go in and buy the specific stuff that I always buy and get out because I hate the grocery store and my partner will be like going down the aisles and he's like what about this thing and what about that thing I'm like can we just get out of here I hate it (laughs) and so so funny and then you see you see people who just are standing in the queue and waiting to pay and they just have so many like things that are just so different and you think wow their lives are you can tell who's got a family and what kind of things they celebrate and you know, the type of life that they live and do they have pets and um, what their personality must be and how healthy they are. And it's just like so many incredible things you can tell from a grocery list. And I feel like we could do that as an experiment where people mm. just anonymously send us um, grocery lists and we can build characters. I think that I would love be really it. Fun. I think that would be fun. Yeah, that was just I, my, my weird aside, but <laughs> no, <laughs> grocery I like that. list Inspirations.
0: <laughs> I like that a lot. Actually, um, I always try to see if people are vegan. So <laughs> Cause like, cause you know, I'm always like, cause all the stuff I buy is like vegan besides my dog food basically. Um, but then when I'm like checking it out, you know, like if I see someone has like tofu and like almond milk I'm like oh are they vegan like I'm like I'm like are we are we similar like <laughs> you know I, and maybe that's also what I'm looking for is like a sameness right you know like something to relate over Um, there's been so many times I've um had food chats you know or like people be um interested in something I have and then I'm like yeah I like this and blah 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 and I would recommend this so I just think it's funny it's a Food is also a point of connection, too. Anyway, that's food is segue. definitely an inspiration. Oh. No, it's not a segue because food inspires me right Oh, very much, Yeah, it's never so. a segue uh, here. Yeah, uh, no, Not on Story Beast. Never on. Yeah, we are always here for the food, for sure. That's so
1: funny, though, that you talk about. Well, OK, so you said like looking for a connection because I, I never thought about that. I'm just interested in how people are different to me rather than how they're the same to me. And oh. it's, again, like we're looking at the same thing <laughs> mm-hmm, and how... Mm-hmm. And how like you're looking for a similarity, and I'm just like, oh wow, like that's a lot of tomato sauce in that basket.
0: <laughs> just you don't have a lot of t- uh, tomato sauce in your basket. I mean, not that I'm just thinking. <laughs> you know, I actually I yeah. have a similar, um, a similar thing, I suppose, with bookshelves and stuff. Like I, I think that you could tell a lot about me based on the books that I have. You know, for example, I have a An section. Addiction. Hmm? oh well yes so there's that I (laughs) love books I have far too many um oh gotta talk about uh how the day after Christmas is like the best day of the year because Barnes and Noble has their um 50% off hardback sale and so I was just there yeah so you can get like a hardback for like the price or less of like a paperback so yeah I know Gabby's eyebrows just went Way up.
1: Well, I bought a book <laughs> in the airport, which is a mm-hmm. terrible idea because it's just way overpriced. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's fun. It was a lot of traveling. So I was like, well, I, I specifically did, did not pack a book because I was like, I'm not going to do this to myself. No, if you don't know what book I got, then you did not vote on my Instagram story. And so you don't <laughs> get to know what book I got. <laughs> Fine.
0: I'm going to look now, but I did not. It's, today. it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Oh yeah. my God, you I was You not love me
1: enough. And
0: I love you, no, I was busy. Fun. Tell me. It's olive Blake's, uh, okay, you guess. Which one did I get? Oh, uh, Alone With You In The Ether. Well done, okay, you do love <laughs> me. <So>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading it's that, great. I love it. It's
1: brilliant, it's excellent. And you know what I drew? I drew a lot of inspiration from that in terms of just um, relationships between characters so I think when you when you read and you try to draw inspiration from story or even if you're not trying but just the way that some stories have strengths in different aspects right so sometimes I'll read a story and I'll think wow that's a really this person has a wonderful way of describing scenery Mm -hmm. and I'll draw inspiration from any of those kinds of things but then there's different um you know you, you can read a whole book and then you can look back on it in its entirety and say, look at how this character arc developed and how mm-hmm. these characters behaved in certain ways or um, interacted with each other and with themselves. And I, f- I find that this book is excellent at really at, at interiority, at um, faults within ourselves as human beings and how we view those and how we understand how other people view those and what that interaction between us as individuals Mm -hmm. is like when we when we have a certain level of awareness and an interest in people who again go back to connection um how we're similar and how we're different and I feel like those characters um you were talking about how you look at people's baskets to see how they're similar and how I look at them and see how they're different and I feel like those two characters those two main characters do exactly that (laughs) Um, and it's just yeah it's fun it's
0: it's a beautiful book um maybe fun is the wrong word but read it. Everybody read it. It's a beautiful book. Gosh, I am an LV Blake stan. I read Mm -hmm. The Atlas Six and, you know, it's just, you know, I talked before about it's kind of just been a really hard reading year for me. And there was something Mm -hmm. about that book. It was just so, I don't know, like I I just, I was really into the characters, you know, I mean, I Mm -hmm. think that that's, I think if you're, if you don't get into the characters on that, you probably won't like it as much because it's so much just about relationships. Like that's pretty much I feel like the the plot right of I mean there there's some other cool stuff that happens of course you know but I think that that's like the level of investment is it's not like there are some books that are like very like plot driven this is very much character and it, it's so good and I, I need to read the atlas paradox that's um that's on my list so the other
1: thing I wanted to talk about was formats and that came into my mind because you were talking about how when you or inspired you go into your notes app and you mm-hmm. make some notes on things and I was just thinking about how I carry like a tiny little notebook around with me and I have to write it down by mm-hmm. hand or if I'm if I really didn't want to shove things into my pockets because I hate taking a bag anywhere then I will do it on my phone and I'll usually just like put in a draft email or something because I'll never go into my notes app ever <laughs> mm-hmm. and Sometimes I put things in the notes app and I'll never look at it again. So I have like a billion draft emails where it's just things that I've thought about. And then I have to think about how I can translate those into different aspects of my story. But talking to a bunch of other people, I know the people who can go for walks and they gain inspiration. Just you know, walking. I think mm-hmm. this is, and this is again, um, sorry to always go into the brain stuff, but walking is a, an incredible way to actually get your own juices flowing for mm-hmm. inspiration because your brain does work better when you are moving. So is it the, also stuff, the bilateral movement? You think. not necessarily it's more that your blood is flowing and you're actually like not sitting on your ass all day um (laughs) that (laughs) that gets a guy right and so people are uh, walking and so they'll do like the voice note thing which Mm. I was never able to do and maybe that's again like my whole like I can't do the audiobook thing but they can they can do voice notes or they can do like video notes and I just, get, I get so impatient then having, cause I feel like I have to re-listen or re-watch that and then transcribe it. It's just when I'm, you know, when I'm trying to research something and I know that I want to get to the interesting part, I want to write the actual story or mm-hmm. when I need to do something. And for me, it's more just the aspect of control if I don't have control over those things. So when I think mm. about when we were talking earlier about inspiration and how to give yourself um, grace in terms of your internal seasons, that's been a hard lesson for me to learn. To know that actually inspiration is going to work a hell of a lot better if i'm more aware
0: of how i internalize that information as it comes in And mm. I, I love also um just the phrase internal seasons i feel like that's um so beautiful and also so real
1: mm. i just think about it because i know people talk about how you know as we move out of one se- one actual physical world season and into the next how that can affect our bodies and it does but i do think that Every person is just so different and it can affect us in so many different ways, which is why I use the term internal season because then it becomes a personalized it mm-hmm. gives you that personalized aspect of how it you know it gives us sort of that um that framework of having an individual aspect
0: too. Mm-hmm. I'm looking um I'm looking at my books here because I have a whole stack right next to me. Of course you do. I have um speaking of Olive Blake, Lake, as I said I'm a stand now. So um I got this book. It's called The Answer You Were Looking For Is Yes. This is a great segue because um because she inspires me. And one thing that I think is super cool is just she was just doing her thing, you know, she was self-publishing and then she um obviously book talk picked her up and then tore did. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, but you know, I just you know, she has like so many books that she just went out and did her thing and she had people that we're waiting for her words. It wasn't like a huge amount, you know, but she had like some people that presumably she didn't know. And so this one, um, is like a collection of short stories from, uh, from like a magazine she was writing for. And I just think it's cool, you know. So anyway, that's something that really inspires me. Is just I guess laugh or dance or whatever, like no one's watching, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Like no one's watching, but people are watching. There people are reading. Yeah, it's made
1: me think a little bit about how I think about drawing inspiration from other people. And I just wanted to mention this because I have been thinking about this a lot as I kind of leave behind a lot of what I know. And I'm in this kind of unknown bubble space where a lot of things are not very certain for me. And I've been thinking a lot about how I take on inspiration and how I reflect on that in ways that help me and in other ways that could possibly hinder me. And the reason that I say that is because I think sometimes I can look at what other people do and be inspired by them. And at the same time, I can be very much, it can put me into a headspace where I just feel like, oh no, I'm, there's actually, it's too much almost Mm. for me to be able to make sense of how I can navigate my way through. It feels almost like molasses Mm. where everything is, it it becomes so dense. And I would like to be inspired by all of these amazing things. And I am, but then I can't draw out the threads individually and see how that they can apply to my own journey. And sometimes When I'm in that kind of state and when there's just too much of it around me, then it becomes less of an inspiration and more of a kind of arresting feeling. Like I just feel so afraid. How do I move forward? How can I, how can I ever achieve any of these things? You know, and that can be quite a spiral. And so also just thinking about how sometimes when certain things inspire you to be aware of how they affect you and to maybe put, I don't want to use the word limitations, but, um, to put a kind of almost a tag on that for yourself and keep that awareness in mind. So that like for me, for example, my main form of social media is Instagram and instagram as we all know is a lot of people putting out a lot of very curated content which fine that's what the app is for but it also means that you see a lot of the kind of perfect aspects of people's journeys and their lives and that can be very difficult for when you're drawing inspiration from someone who's done amazing things but also when you're not in the space where you're yet when you've yet reached or or can see how you can get to that point when you're trying to draw inspiration from other people's journeys And so that for me, just being very real here can sometimes be quite crippling. And I Mm -hmm. have to personally sometimes just say, I'm not going to look at those things. I can, I can interact to a certain extent, but I have to just focus on my own path for a while. Yeah, I'll just pull out a journal and I'll write down like 10 million journals, each for specific things. And I'll write down the things that inspire me the things that, and when I talk about inspiration in this context, I'm not only talking about inspiration for story. I'm talking about things that inspire me, my own path as a storyteller and make that list for myself and think about what are the steps that I need to take to get there. And then, yes, there are, there are so many different ways. And everybody has such an individual path. And in theory, I know that, but sometimes seeing that play out and just thinking, wow, I really wish I was there at that point. That's such a human feeling, you know, just to sometimes be able to step away and, have that reflect on that for yourself and make that own list that's been really helpful to me and yeah and then again almost like a bit of a seasonal thing i can come out of that and again sometimes i'm totally fine to be kind of inundated with a million different um success stories and journeys and not feel overwhelmed by it and other times i just can't do that and i and i have to come back to my own list and almost ground myself in a way with all of the things that are specific to me and just kind of be very quiet in my own mind um, and in my own reflections. So just to say that sometimes inspiration can be
0: can be loud. Mm. I'm really glad you brought that up because I think that's a super normal thing for people, you know, on one hand to be really inspired by x thing right and in this example i'll say someone's journey right and at the Mm -hmm. same time in the wrong moment it might feel like wow when am i ever gonna get there you know and um and so much of that can also just be particular to place and by place i mean Mm -hmm. you know where you are in your internal landscape if you will um Mm -hmm. because i think that depending on my mood sometimes you know it's inspiring to me and then there's some days where i've you know, I'll be like, and that's where I I reach out to you. I'm like, can you compliment me? Can you help me? Like, you know, can you love me? Tell me it'll be fine or whatever. I'm, I'm so needy, but, um, but we are who we are. So, (laughs) but yeah, like, and, and again, it's just, and I do actually think one thing I want to say is you and I, used to talk way more through Instagram. And not that we don't do that at all now, but um, we actually moved to WhatsApp. So our also our group chat with Nadine is on WhatsApp. And part of that too, I think, was to get away from Instagram because I was using it so much because we would talk all the time. And then when we moved to WhatsApp, that was a lot easier for me personally. So yeah, just kind yeah, of being mindful about a lot of- that, the noise the noise, exactly.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sometimes it's just a lot of noise. And when you have to act as your own filter all of the time, that can be very exhausting. So, yeah, sometimes inspiration needs a bit of a quiet space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, yeah. at least. Uh, you know, it can be different for everyone again, of course.
0: Yeah. I I feel like I need um, quiet space, though, too, for my inspiration. I I think one thing that I think is um, that I'm going to bring up now is actually my physical space. Um, I know it's really important for you um, to Mm. I don't know, I think to have like coherent thoughts in some ways. Um, I'll frame it that way. I know that that's um, my experience. So I'm actually going to need to clean today because my office is such a mess because we've like it's just everything is jumbled up. Right. And every we we have people come over and then we have to move a bunch of stuff. And we're just still trying to get our lives together here. Um, Mm -hmm. And by we, I mean, me and my partner and my beloved uh, dog who um, doesn't move anything, but, you know, is is there. Um, Yeah, I got. Oh, I know. Okay, I'll mention this. I have like art books, um, you know, in a um, in a prior life. I have a BFA in uh, communication arts, and um, I did a lot of illustration and comics and stuff in college. And I have like so many art books, and so sometimes I just flip through them. And I've got, um, I've actually got the uh, a comic book, like one of the really nice like hardbacks of um, the Avatar. Um, did the promise or the search? I can't read it from here. But anyway. Just think, stuff like that's cool, and then you get to see like the notations of things. I love like when you get you know art books for like special movies and things like that, and then you see um, like the thought process or like the evolution of a design, and I think that's mm. so cool. Don't you think it's interesting how
1: again talking about different media, people because we talked about how we draw inspiration from music, and then there were there are s- certain movies that were made that came from games. Mm -hmm. or books that were written Mm -hmm. from movies or movies that are written uh, that are, that are filmed that come from books. And so just people taking on different art forms and translating that into, or being inspired to translate that into different forms of media. Mm -hmm. And then I think about as well, how we just have different ways of processing things. And we talked earlier about formats and how some people can use notes apps and some people voice notes, whatever, but also how sometimes, because I'm, I think I've said before, I'm a very visual person. Sometimes just taking in that visual can be very inspiring for me. And it and it it might just be like one frame of a movie, not even so much the whole like story arc in itself. That can be really inspiring for me. I think it's so fun to know and realize when you can identify for yourself what type of tendencies you have. There's a great TED talk on this. And if we can find it, I'll link, if I can find it, well, I'll link it in the show notes um, about how people, there's a study that classifies um, the like the type of person that you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, not of person, but whatever. I don't know the, the correct terminology for this. So I'll have to look it up. It's like, is spooky and a it's, type? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> visual, listening, touch. So if you are the type of person this is really interesting to me because then if you know what type of person you are you can think about how you can hone that uh, or be aware of that to help you with your inspiration if you feel like you're stuck and you know that you're visual then expose yourself to uh, different views of things you know look at photographs or movies or whatever but so this this ted talk it was actually about connecting with people And it was how people can be, and of course you can have like different types kind of crossing over, but people can be more or less classified into these different categories where you have people who are listeners, people who are um, more visual and people who um, respond well to touch. And the way that it works, if I'm remembering it correctly, is people who are listeners generally don't make as much eye contact with you. And so they will respond to... Sentences where you say things like "I hear what you're saying," and, and if you're more visual, they generally tend to um, be very aware of the way that they dress and kind of present themselves to the world. And so, if you say "I see what you're saying," then they connect better with you. So, if or you can connect better with them because you're speaking their language in a way. You're just mm-hmm. you're saying exact same things again, but you're looking at it through you're helping um, them to see it through a lens that they can appreciate. And then the touch thing was, you know, don't. Some people will kind of reach out for you as soon as they meet you. They'll generally. I don't like to make the assumption that people are okay with mm-hmm. being touched, so I, I wouldn't. But the the idea behind that was, you know, some people just respond, like they'll go in for a hug. Well, they'll be fine to have your their, your hand on their arm or whatever. And so the the uh, motivation behind that, I think, was kind of the. The handshake thing, where if people are um, they want more, more to touch, you do the the double handshake. You know, the if you take the hand and then you also hold the forearm. Do you know that? Oh, to check or if they you, have a knife. You know. No, to no. <laughs> <laughs> be warm, Courtney. Um, and so okay, so I just think if you, I think watch that talk if anyone's interested. I'll see if I can find it. And I think it would be fun if you for yourself can think about. Um, The type of person that you are, if you're thinking about how can I be more inspired by things around me? And maybe you already know this for yourself. Obviously, people tend to do a lot of internal reflection. If you know that you're inspired by music, or you know that you're inspired by movies, then you can think about that. Um, How can you translate that to other forms of listening or visual uh, cues or, you know, even interactive cues. If you know you're more um, inspired by people that are around you, how can you put yourself in situations where you're meeting new people, or at least if mm. you don't have to interact with them, that you're surrounded by new people. So can you go and sit in, in different coffee shops or mm-hmm. in different areas go outside of your comfort zone is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or to the places that you would normally go and think mm-hmm. about how you can put yourself in a space where you can see those interactions if that's the kind of thing that inspires you if you know what inspires you and you know why so if you know that you're a visual person for example then look for other visual cues rather than the ones that you normally fall back on i think that could be a fun experiment
0: i think so too
1: because again you can draw inspiration from really the most mundane things that you would never think to do
0: because you're not paying attention to those things so how do you go out with a certain intentionality and what Mm -hmm. can you take from that so, um, before we jump into snacks really quickly, um, how's revision?
1: Um,
0: I, it's going slowly.
1: I, I did write twice today. Like I said earlier, I don't know if we were recording at that point. We were having a good chat before. Um, but it's de- definitely been slow the last couple of days. I had a lot of flying time and then, mm-hmm. you know, I had to kind of decompress a little bit. I started up. Last night, writing a little bit. And then this morning, I got up really early, sat by myself and wrote for a while. And then again, this afternoon a little bit. I have some scenes that I really need to finish up and I need to send this draft off to someone. So i need to hurry it up. But also, i have just kind of looking at it. And definitely, there's been an aspect of, yes, I've left it alone now for about a week because I had no choice. Not because I wanted to. And... That's been good because I've been reading other things and obviously observing and having to live life, which can sometimes be annoying, but also means that now <laughs> I can go back into the story world with a, a different lens and a different perspective. And that's been helpful in terms of revision, which always, you know, time away and perspective uh, and thinking about other things is is helpful for revision. So I think it's uh, it's n- not going as quickly as I would like it to go, but it's definitely going. So mm. that's that's good. What about you?
0: Um yeah I think the sentiment of um it's going is um universal in this space for you and I, um, at least. Um, so yeah, it, it is going. Um, I think it's, you know, I just, I'm off work now. I took the week off, which is super exciting. And so I just I haven't had a lot of time. There's just been a lot of life things that um, I've had to manage and deal with. And so I haven't really had a lot of space for that, but I'm super excited because I'm getting that space and it's, Great. And I was doing stuff with my book and I was like, whoa, this part isn't even bad. And that was so exciting. It's, I bet you it's none of it is bad. OK, I've read your book. And it's I know, but, you know, like it, it's so special to have that thought where it's just like, wow, mm. is this isn't even bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. And, I w- and it was cool because I was going back into it and I was able to rework parts of my magic system that I've actually figured out more concretely, having written the whole thing. And I think that was a big thing of mine as I was always like, is my magic system? Is it is my magic cool enough? And I think I'm always gonna have that question, but um, mm-hmm. but that's been a big thing in this revision. Mm, that's amazing. So, Gabby, what have you been eating lately? What's your snack? I, I have been eating too many things that I probably
1: should not have eaten. I generally don't eat sugar because it makes me feel ill, but there's just been so much food. Obviously, always when you see family and um there are mothers involved, then food generally tends to be um, at the core of life. Well, food generally is anyway at the core of my life. But um what have I eaten lately that I well this morning I went and pilfered some spinach from this from the vegetable garden? <laughs> this is not the most exciting snack, but I, I made the spinach drink, which is literally just spinach onion and water and It was good. And everybody made fun of me yesterday when I made it. They were like, we're going to drink that. And then today they were like, oh, maybe we should try that. And I was like, huh. They were inspired. (laughs) And food is inspiring. It is. I don't know if they were just inspired, if they were inspired or they're just like, hmm, let me try this weirdness. But what is your favorite snack been this week?
0: Uh, Well, um, my family and I, we do Christmas. And so we're just in the post uh, Christmas snack situation, I suppose Um, my mom made chili and um, which was really, you know, it was nice. It was just pretty low key. And then I've actually done like a couple of like snack boards. So uh, we have some company over right now. And um, I sent Gabby a picture of this snack board I had made, which it was super yummy and delicious. It had a bunch of vegan cheeses and, you know, just fruits and all sorts of things. And then my partner made bruschetta um, and it was really yummy. That sounds delicious.
1: I yeah. always get hungry when we die. Do- and now it's lunchtime for me. Actually. Well, everybody's eating without me, but I will go and grab whatever food's left. <laughs> Everybody eats so much here. It's it's funny. This is um, it's the African way, guys. This is uh, how we roll. <laughs> no. I'm going to go and see what's in the fridge.
0: I hope you have a wonderful afternoon yeah and um i'm gonna drink a more coffee so like, we're gonna we're gonna work out our long distance relationship it's gonna be fine <laughs> great that's good to hear we'll make it work we will we will all right everyone be brave baby see and stay inspired